Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Well, if there's one thing that God is clear on in relation to our position before Him is whether we are inside or outside of the blessings He has offered us. You see, not everybody has a place reserved in heaven. There are many, most really, that still remain outside. Though the forgiveness of sins and a relationship with Christ is freely available to all, not all have availed themselves of God's salvation. We need to ask ourselves, am I inside of these blessings, or outside of it all, still exposed to the righteous judgment of God? We see it illustrated many times in the Bible. For example, Adam and Eve were cast outside of the garden after they had sinned, no longer reveling in God's inner circle, as it were. Everyone but Noah's family were left outside of the ark of safety to their impending doom. Only those on the inside were safe. In today's message, speaker Peter Ramsey turns our focus on this very simple question. Where exactly am I when it comes to my standing before God? Colossians 4, and Paul is writing to Christians, believers. And here's what he says in verse 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Or be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. In the room here tonight, there are those who are inside and there are those who are outside. Now, we're all inside this physical room. But the Bible talks about outsiders, those who are without. We're going to read one more verse in Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, and verse 23. Then said one unto him, unto Jesus, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight or the narrow gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and is shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without, or you're standing outside, knocking at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall you begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. 
and you yourselves thrust out. They shall come from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south, and they shall sit down in the kingdom of God. So maybe you know where we're going. It's just a simple, straightforward question for you to think about. Am I inside or am I outside? I am glad when it comes to things that are spiritual and pertain to where I am going to be forever and ever that God has made it crystal clear. He didn't use some complex formula that a non-mathematical mind like mine would have to figure out. No, it's not some equation. He uses such simple terms. He says, there are people who are on the inside and there are people who are on the outside. And we all know what that means. You're inside this building and there are people outside this building. So when Paul was writing the Christians about their behavior in Colossians chapter 4, he said, Christians, don't you ever forget that you are living your life. You are on the inside. But just don't take your Christian life casually. Don't ever forget that people you are rubbing shoulders with, they're still on the outside. Live your life, Christian, in order to reach those who are still on the outside. You can hear the passion of Paul's heart redeeming the time. They don't have forever. You know them now. They're in your sphere of influence. And they're in your circle of acquaintance. Walk. Live your life. Mindful of the fact that there's some who are still outside. All the blessings of God. Still outside the door of salvation. Still outside the kingdom of God. He said there are those who are outsiders. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without or those who are outside. Something that grabs our hearts about people being on the outside when they could be enjoying the comforts and the blessings of being inside in a physical way. If it's a cold, wintry night, and you're driving home and you know that you pull in your driveway and you open the door and the heat is on and you have all the comforts, but you just pass by someone and they had a bundle of blankets on their back and you knew very well that they were going to be sleeping on the sidewalk that night with a blanket over them and you are on the inside and they are on the outside. It grabs your heart to think that there are people out there but far more serious than sleeping on a sidewalk outside is the fact that there's someone in here tonight. Maybe it's you. And we've been singing these beautiful hymns together. We've been opening the Word of God. And we've been talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And you are on the outside of it all. You say, I don't know the peace. I don't know the joy of sins forgiven. It's foreign to me. I wish I was on the inside. Paul told the Christians to walk wisely so that people on the outside might be reached with the gospel. He said, show them kindness, show them grace, 
they're on the outside. Now, again, I'm going to ask you, if you forget everything else I say, this would be a worthwhile meeting if it came crystal clear to you. I am on the outside. And until I repent, I will remain on the outside. Outside. I have a question for you to consider. Why would you stay outside? Why? You may be inside a circle of friends. You may be an insider in a church. You may be an insider in a circle of friends or a fraternity or a club. You may be an insider. My father was an insider before he trusted Christ. He was an insider with the, I don't know whether they called them, it's totally foreign to me, or the Orange Lodge or the Orangeman or something like that. And he had a secret code, a password. We used to, as kids, bug him trying to get him to, come on, Dad, you're a Christian now. Tell us what that secret password is that every insider in that club has. No, he would never tell us. Oh, he was long out of the club. But it was something deeply ingrained in him that he was never going to tell us that password. You may have a password. You may be accepted in an inside circle and other people are on the outside. And in that club, you are on the inside. But what we're talking about is, are you an outsider or an insider in God's family? Back in the East Coast, there's a big family called the Irving family. And they have gas stations and they have pulp and paper mills and there's, they have a shipbuilding industry and they're worth billions of dollars. And there are McCain families and oh, there are a lot of outstanding families in Canada. But I'm on the outside of all those families. I'm just a Ramsey. Times I thought it would be nice to be an insider with some of those crews. I might be able to buy a baby grand piano. I don't know what it would be like to be an insider in some of those families, but I'll tell you this. Nothing can be compared to being on the inside of the family of God, being an insider with God. Are you? God has an inside and he has an outside to his family. And you are either inside his family circle or outside, out there, outside the family circle. Bad things happen on the outside. How long do you plan to stay outside? Years ago, in the 60s, Martin Luther King, he was standing outside his hotel balcony, outside his room, April the 4th, 1968. He was standing outside with his colleague Jesse Jackson, and one shot brought him down. Bad things happen on the outside. It seems to me some of you are thinking, well, I would like to be inside. I would like to come through the door of salvation. You're not safe until you're inside, are you? You know, when the Lord Jesus returns, there will be people who will be thinking that I would like to come inside. That may be their thought the entire day. And then the door will shut. Thinking about coming inside will do you no good. You must be inside to be safe. Are you inside tonight? Where are you tonight? Inside? You rest your head in your pillow tonight? Say, thank God. 
I may not be an insider at school. I may be marginalized in society and by my peers. I may not ever make it to the in crowd. But thank God I know Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I'm safe inside. You're so vulnerable. If you're still outside, you're in the ultimate danger zone. Here's what the Bible teaches. We were put out when we sinned. Since Adam, every human being of natural birth has been born outside God's family. Outside the circle, the family circle. Estranged, Romans chapter 3, estranged, alienated, at a distance from God, outside. I'm glad that there was a moment in my life when I came in, June the 2nd, 1969. I've been in ever since. Once you're in, you can never be put out. You're safe and you're secure inside. What is hindering you tonight? Why wouldn't you come inside tonight? I'm out on the West Coast in California there in May. And there was a nurse came to a few of those gospel meetings. We didn't know her. She just appeared one night and sat against the back wall. And she came into another meeting and she came again. And she was there on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. And at the door of the building going out, the question was asked, What do you think about the door? Which side? Oh, she said, I came in on Sunday. I came in. I came in on Sunday. We didn't know. No, there was no laser show. Just quietly. One step of faith. She came in. Came in. We didn't know for a couple of days later. And we asked the question. Oh, she said, I came in on Sunday. Wonderful to be inside. Horrible. To be outside. Some of you may be familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. Security. Acceptance. Confidence. Optimism. Something to look forward to in the future. But something really basic. Security. That's the most fundamental thing psychologically that we want is security. Shelter. Safety. Rest. Peace. No fear. That's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You'll study about it in high school or in college. Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. I can remember we lived on Gerald Street. I was only a kid. And I generally got along with the kids on our street. But this particular day, there was a neighborhood spat. And uh, I was being chased. And I was running as fast as I could because these big bad kids were behind me. And they were gaining momentum. And guess where I was heading? I was heading to the door of my home. And I, the closer I got, and then I was up the steps and my mother flung the door open and I was inside. I'm inside. Safe. That's the most basic need we have as human beings. Security. Shelter. Safety. Rest. Peace. No fear. Now forever. Spiritually, if you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you acknowledge your sin and agreed with God what he has said about your sin, the condition you're in, tonight you could be inside. You shut the light off in your bedroom and for the first time, pull the sheets up over your head and I think there would be a smile from ear to ear. Thank God.
I'm on the inside. Security, Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, acceptance, loved, and a real sense of belonging, a family member, fellowship, communion, communication. Tell you, when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, He will not shun you. He won't keep you at arm's length and say, I've received others, but not you. You will have full acceptance. If you acknowledge your sin tonight and come to Christ, you will have full acceptance. You will not have to live with a guilty conscience anymore, feeling estranged from God. You'll have a clear sky overhead. You'll be a full-fledged, not a second-class family member in God's family. You'll be a full-fledged member in the very family of God. But you have to be inside, inside. To be optimistic about the future. I'm sure you're not optimistic tonight. If you're not inside, you're not optimistic at all. You're not moving forward. What a tragedy. Maybe in other fronts of your life you are. What a tragedy to be not moving forward spiritually on the outside. You see, sin put us outside the Garden of Eden. We were put out. In Noah's day, there was an ark of safety, and people stayed out. And God shut those eight people in. Sinners miss out by staying outside. And we read in Luke chapter 13 that those who stay outside will be locked outside forever. It says you begin to stand outside and knock. Some of you are familiar with the story in Luke chapter 16. Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus went to heaven and the rich man went to the other place. You know what I think the most intense part of his torment would be? It seems that people in a lost eternity can see inside what they're missing out on. Read it, Luke 16. Where will you be in eternity? Inside or outside? Some of you are familiar with the story in Luke 15 of the prodigal son. Imagine him running over the fields in his rags, in his dirt, in his tears. He sees the lights inside, but when he gets there, the door is locked. That's not how the story ends, though, is it? That's not how it goes at all. For him, the door was open, and the father was waiting, running to embrace him with open arms. That's the situation tonight. The door is wide open. The door is open. What's between the inside and the outside tonight? You say, a door. The door is Christ. Let me ask you, is the door open or shut? What's the answer? It's obvious. So then, why would you stay outside if it's open? You know that it is going to close. Our prayer is that you won't waste another 24-hour period. That you will acknowledge your sin before God. You could never fathom the depth of your own depravity. God doesn't expect you to. I could live with myself until I'm 90, and each year it seems I seem to understand more about the wickedness of my heart. God doesn't ask you to beat yourself up about how wicked your heart is. We could do that until we die and never fully understand the full depths of our depravity and brokenness. God knows it, and he has put it in his word. 
And he wants you to accept his record. Agree with him. This is how God sees me. If you were there tonight, you could come in. Don't stay outside another 24-hour period. Come to Christ tonight. Yes, how wonderful to be in a place of peace and joy and sins forgiven, to have a sincere sense of belonging, fellowship, and communication with God, to be accepted and received by Christ with a clear conscience that all is well with my soul. If you can't honestly say that, my friend, then the only door of entrance to the inside is Christ himself. Thank God it's still open. Christ has died to put away your sin and to bring you in to his family. Turn to him to salvation today, won't you? And take that step inside. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul. <laughs>